that he was like, all right, Cher, here are your clothes. And she just was like, yep, I'll be wearing this, this, and this. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine super nerve wracking, but probably super easy because he just filled her room up with black clothes and she was like, all right. And I mean, she'd been in, (laughs) she'd been in the industry for how many decades at this point? All of them. Yeah. You, you, you can trust her. You can trust her. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Hello and welcome to the Art of Costume. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I am Cher's tour manager, Spencer Williams. What's up? Hi, Spencer. You certainly look, look the part today. Thank you. I just, I really needed to dress up for this special occasion uh, there are a few things in life that I love more than burlesque and share. So today feels like a holiday at the Art of Costume. I know <laughs> you've I like I feel like this was one of your like day one picks where you yeah. were like burlesque, burlesque. And I was like, <laughs> OK. <laughs> uh, so you might have noticed that Elizabeth just addressed us as the Art of Costume a little mm-hmm. little change going around here. We will eventually be dropping the word blogcast. Yeah. And, you know, just combining all of our platforms into one, kind of. But we'll just be going by the art of costume from this point forward. Because blogcast isn't a real word. I've seen you all try to say it in real life, and it just, just never goes well. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride to everybody. Yes. Yes. Welcome uh, to our Pride Month slash uh, burlesque cabaret musical theater month. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> How have you been? It's been a while, actually. I've been okay. Working hard on a musical, I hear. Yes. Working with a local community theater who's doing Jesus Christ Superstar. So okay. it's been it's been a journey so far. <laughs> it's so funny when Elizabeth and I talk behind the scenes. She sounds like every single costume designer <laughs> that we've ever interviewed. <laughs> I'm like, the okay. struggle. That's how I know you're doing it right. You know, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I try. Um, it's been busy over here. Um, yes. Lots of things. You're it's, very busy. <laughs> it's FYC season, my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been going to lots of events, supporting costume designers. Uh, was at Netflix the other day, supporting all the Netflix costume designers. Ran into our pal, Louis Cicada, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I just have to say, we have a million and a half bonus episodes coming out. Yes. To the, to the point where I like... I'm starting to make list of episodes that still need to be edited. And I feel really bad for Daniel who, who's killing it by the way. Yes. I wish yes. we have like applause sound for Daniel. Um, but yeah, so recently I, um, well, I'm actually nursing a hangover right now cause I was parting with Cynthia Summers and Laura Montgomery <laughs> guests of the podcast. Uh, we were at a variety event, which was super cool. Nice. And I also want to promote a few things for all of you that are listening. Just recently, I interviewed costume designer Kate Hawley, someone who we've been dying to talk to on the podcast. Uh, She uh, was in town to talk about the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which I interviewed her at the Costume Designers Guild space. So that's available now on YouTube. Just uh, look up CDG a masterclass on YouTube with Kate mm-hmm. Holly, and you can watch our conversation. It is hilarious. Kate is 
so funny and I'm obsessed with her. And then for all of you currently listening and you want to come see one of these events live and in person coming up on June 17th in Los Angeles at the Beverly Center. Yeah. I'm going to be, <laughs> this is crazy. I'm going to be interviewing costume designer Tracy Gigi Field and production designer Judy Ree. Uh, for a little show on Peacock called Poker Face, which yes, if you yes. haven't seen it, it's so good. So amazing. So funny. It's with Natasha Leone. It's a murder mystery directed by Ryan Johnson. No, uh, created by Ryan Johnson, I believe. And come to the Beverly Center on June 17th from 1 to 4 p.m. It's taking place at the Beverly Center Grand Court. There will be costumes from the show. Enjoy some beverages get some bites to eat and there will be beats by dj asha and of course i'll be there so that makes it all worth it uh, i'm so excited to see you all and rsvp information will be posted in our show notes so check it out in the description but it's a it's a public mall so they can't keep you out from the mall so nope <laughs> there if you don't find rsvp details just be there june 17th <laughs> oh spencer you have so much going on look at you and we have another big announcement coming but i can't announce that just yet but yes. that one's gonna be pretty crazy for july so look out yes. for that july we, this I, <laughs> yes this summer is gonna be packed with so many cool interviews and episodes and just all of your all your interviews, Spencer, like you it's... really are getting that good. Those good <laughs> questions and answers. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you're part of some of them. It's always so fun when you get to be there, too, um, which I believe we have some coming out. I mean, just think of any show that you've been watching lately. We might already have recorded an interview. Yeah. That's how many we've done. So uh, the summer is going to be busy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <sighs> With that. I think we should get into one of my favorite movies. Let's do it. Would you like to give a summary this week, Elizabeth? I yes. wrote a good one for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Spencer will be taking the lead on this one since he is a burlesque super fan. Um, so I will give our summary. Burlesque. Wagon wheel Watusi. Alice. <laughs> Ali, a small... <laughs> Allie, a small town gal <laughs> with a great voice, <laughs> leaves a troubled life behind and follows her dreams to Los Angeles. She lands a job as a cocktail waitress at the Burlesque Lounge, a once majestic theater that houses an inspired musical review led by Test, the proprietor. Allie vows to perform there, and with the help of a savvy stage manager, she makes the leap from bar to stage, helping restore the club's former glory. <laughs> that was great, Elizabeth. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Oh, well, now let's dive behind the costumes. Burlesque was directed by Steve Anton and costumes designed by one of our favorites, the Michael Kaplan. Yeah! You will know this legend. Recently, we talked about his work and I am just, I have not stopped thinking about this film since we just did an episode, Blade Runner, for which uh, he won a BAFTA, Flashdance, Christmas Vacation, another one of my favorites, Armageddon, Fight Club and Star Wars 7 through 9. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Michael Kaplan 
uh, a lot. And when I found out originally that he did burlesque, that really was crazy to me because I think of Blade Runner and Star Wars and Fight Club, very like sci-fi dystopian type uh, films. So when I found out he did burlesque, I was I had to double check it. And it's true. It's it's I think his like, you know, kind of like you said, like a almost like post-apocalyptic sci-fi like aesthetic kind of comes through, but in like the best way possible in this movie. Right, exactly. And I was reading, this is one of those films that doesn't have a ton of, you know, behind a costume facts, but yeah. we'll put some in. Uh, one interview I read actually is with the LA Times and they were talking about Michael Kaplan's impact on fashion, which we talked a lot about in Blade Runner. That was essentially a big part of our episode. Uh, despite his past impact on a cultural scene with films such as Blade Runner, Fight Club, etc., um, Kaplan actually talked about influencing the zeitgeist and that not being a part of his focus in films, especially burlesque. He said with the LA Times, I wouldn't be doing my job if I was thinking about the effect of the movie on fashion. I do what I think is right for the character. I want them to look like they exist in a world, which makes sense to me, Elizabeth, because at the end of the day, the costume designer is focused on a script and not the effect it would have on the world after the fact. You know, like he created Blade Runner to be a good movie. He read the script. He wasn't thinking back then like, oh, you know, one day this is going to be influencing Alexander McQueen. And it's the same yeah. with burlesque. You know, it's a it's storytelling. It's not thinking... If you're thinking about the after effects, then you're not really doing the job the way you should be. No. And like, I, I think there are very few instances where costume designers are concerned with that because it's like they need to make a movie. They need to dress these actors and help create these characters. You know, they're not they're not really they aren't worried about what people are going to think about it. Right. And by just focusing on the storytelling and the script and just bringing these characters to life. That's how you end up influencing the zeitgeist and fashion by just doing, you know, focusing doing on the job, job, well, you know, and then all the fun comes after, uh, Kaplan also talked about getting into the actual costumes, the art forms, long history. Uh, Michael said in that same piece of Los Angeles times that the costumes span the twenties through the forties. There's also a feeling of the fifties and sixties too. Some of it, even has a tiny bit of futurism. So it's mm -hmm. a contemporary film. Uh, it's not a period film, but sometimes when you watch it, some of the costumes can feel a bit period, which I think is really fun, actually. Yeah, it's very fun. And I think that's kind of like in the world of burlesque, like it, there is this kind of like you do feel like you're stepping back into time a little bit yeah. when you watch it. So I, I feel like that's just like a natural part of you know, the world they're creating. Yeah. Especially like going back to like, you know, uh, you know, older songs like diamonds are girls, best friend, you know, getting into yeah. like old Hollywood history. So, um, and with that, Elizabeth, let's go get on our dancing shoes and take a little yes. break. Yes. <laughs> Spencer, 
Are you ready to follow Allie on her journey? <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> so I I had never seen this before. I know. That's so crazy to me. I've seen this movie almost as much as I've seen The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's wild. But I I had never seen it. But I like I do remember when it came out because it was like such a big deal. Yeah. At the time when it came out. But like I literally knew nothing about it. So like when Allie's here in this like small town, like knit top brown leather motorcycle jacket, I was like, wait, what's happening? This isn't burlesque. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So wait, what was was your thoughts on burlesque? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you think I'm crazy? Um, She's like all the above. (laughs) No, you're not crazy. I enjoyed it. I was a little weirded out when I saw James was her love interest. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait. That's a Twilight reference for everyone who's really confused. Uh, What's his name? Cam Noonan? Uh, I I think that's what it is. I just don't know how to pronounce it still. So we just call him James from Twilight. James from Twilight. Yeah, I was like a little confused, especially because he looks very different than he did in Twilight. So I was looking at this man and I was like, who are you? Oh, Cam Gigandet. Why did I put an N in there? That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, yes, it's James from Twilight. <laughs> He's not pale. He's not as no. like, you his, know. His hair is very short. So like, <laughs> so like, because you don't see him outside the club for a second. So I was very just like, why do I know who this person is? So I'll be honest. I was kind of distracted. Um, <laughs> she was distracted by the menses. I was. I was. Um, uh, well, the first opening number of the song is something's got a hold on me. There's also a ray of light. Beautiful people. These are just like Ali as she's moving to Los Angeles and trying to, you know, figure out her place in the city, which you and I can relate to. I remember when I moved yeah. to LA and I was doing the most. I was just like, I don't know what it's like to be fashionable, but I think I figured it out. I was like wearing blazers and stuff to work, which I was a barista at the time, so it was not necessary. But, you know, everyone knows what it's like to move from a small town and just trying to find your place. Absolutely. It's so funny that you say that. Because I remember, because we didn't meet till like our second year of college. Yeah. But I I, I knew like who Spencer was. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> he was the person who, because you wore so many Lady Gaga t-shirts. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Like, <laughs> he's the guy who always wears Lady Gaga t-shirts. <laughs> and, work, and when he works in the cafe, he's always like dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> meeting you and being like oh his name is spencer this is who this person is because we had no classes together that first year this is mortifying (laughs) (laughs) oh stop it you looked good for the times for the times all of 2015 (laughs) back in the day back back in the 2013s when we were young with the snappers i was a mess i honestly sometimes feel like i went to college too soon you know i because i same i graduated high school and i moved to downtown la within a week of a half of graduating high school yeah so i just i don't 
I like don't even remember college. I was still like developing in my head sometimes. Gosh, I don't remember that first year all that well. I kind of like I remember like the beginning of the year and the end of the year. But yeah. then that second year when like I basically I feel like we made our like all of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> was like from there on I'm like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, I think I I think most of us are too young when we first go to college. Not to mention you and I were drunk all the time. We were not drunk all the time. <laughs> okay. We were not. Well, for well, all of you listening. I was too busy working. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's more me than Elizabeth, but we did have fun. We did. We did. We uh, had a lot of fun. <laughs> for all of you listening, feel free to send us your moving to LA stories. That would be fun to read. That would be very fun to read. Yeah. But yes, I do. I do understand Allie in the... <laughs> <laughs> in these opening scenes she has her earphones and she's just like doing a snap and pop as she's walking through the streets which is kind of unrealistic if you do that now you might get murdered uh, you might but, <laughs> but you know i get it uh, but then we get to the burlesque club and this is when yes. the costumes start and we have the entrance of one of my heroes Cher spencer's i I feel like Cher is your favorite person on the planet. I would do anything for her. She is an <laughs> ethereal goddess, and I just don't feel like we deserve her, and she's going to outlive all of us. And she gives me, like, Galadriel vibes, you know? Yes. Like, if Galadriel was dark, if she got the ring, if she actually took the yeah. ring from Frodo, it would be Cher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see that. So that first look she has is for the song Welcome to Burlesque, which I love that song. I've seen Cher perform twice. Mm -hmm. She performs it every time and she wears this exact outfit. I don't think it's the costume, but it's, you know, a recreation of yeah. it. Probably Bob Mackie, obviously. Or not obviously, but honestly. Um, and Michael Kaplan actually talked a little bit just about... Uh, the vibes in the burlesque club too. You know, we talked about the periods and the futurism, but talking about just like the club looks in general, he said in an interview with EW, I wanted to take a modern take on burlesque with a retro feel and a nod to its history and origins. Uh, naughtiness without being crass. He said, there's a bit of the crazy horse saloon in Paris, the musical cabaret, as well as the sixties TV show, hullabaloo, as well as the Falise Berger, uh, some, you know, good French stuff going on here. So uh, lots of influences happening in these costumes. And for some reason, that really comes through for me with Cher's first outfit. Absolutely. The whole first scene, you really get that that whole vibe he's trying to create. Um, I also especially like this because it's like also like, oh, but it's still modern because like this like kind of like sa sailor girlish yeah look was pretty popular at yeah. the time she's like, like a ringmaster to me yeah and i just like especially like with how it contrasts with everyone like everyone around her like it kind of fits in like you can see like her corset or i think it's a corset or bustier that she has underneath the jacket it matches the people around her but then she's got you know her like nice fitted jacket and you're like yes share you are in charge <laughs> yes uh yeah she stands out but at the same time it's like you know like you said they all look similar but you just know that she's the leader in a share just by the way her costume is cut yeah. so definitely a favorite 
Absolutely. So now let's dive into some of our other characters. Like <laughs> you mentioned, we have James from Twilight. <laughs> yes. He is appropriately underdressed the entire time. <laughs> I love the bowler hat. You know, it's not yes. a choice I would usually go for, but it works on him. Yes. And it's definitely, that's definitely what threw me off at first. Like that is why I could not place where he was <laughs> until I think it's like his apartment is the first place we see him like without like the eyeliner and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's James. And IMDB <laughs> confirmed that. Um, <laughs> I've now officially looked it up. His name is Jack in the movie. <laughs> oh, Jack. Oops. <laughs> it's close to James, but that is actually very close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jack looks good. I, I mean, I get why Allie falls for him pretty quickly. Oh, all, yeah. all of the apartment scenes where he's like walking around shirtless and stuff. I'm like, this scene is catered for nothing else but just love interest vibes. Everyone in the theater was right? probably all like hot and bothered. I was like, sir, you are not acting like you have a fiance. What is happening here? <laughs> I know. So bad. <laughs> so bad. And then we have, of course, Stanley Tucci, who yes. plays Sean, who I remember when we talked to our favorite ladies at Makeover Montage talking about how Stanley Tucci always has the Stanley Tucci glasses. This yes. is like a Stanley Tucci glasses moment that's always ringing in my head. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I loved... I loved his character in this because I'm like, I feel like this is the twin brother of his character in The Devil Wears Prada, <laughs> but yeah. who is just like nice. Yeah, this is the nice <laughs> version. He is just so good. I yes. am obsessed with him and I just, I feel like we'd be good friends. I love him. Yeah. You know what movie I forgot he was in? And then I was like, I was listening to a podcast about the other day. Easy A. You know, Remember, I've never, he's the dad in Easy A. I've still never seen Easy A. Oh, you would like it. I, I um, know all about it, but I've never actually seen it. But that's funny. He's in everything. Yeah. He's in everything. And like, he's so good. <laughs> Last night I was preparing for our upcoming 4th of July episode, Eyebrow Eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And I watched the first film, Captain America, and I forgot Stanley Tucci was in it again. I was watching yeah. it with my my dad so uh, we this is a stanley tucci uh stan podcast so yes. we're stanley say the word we'll have you on as a guest i know i need to watch his like travel show that's like uh, on my list of summer things to watch the italian one where mm -hmm. he just eats food yeah yeah that's yeah. i imagine the pitch and like the hbo or cnn conference room and like imagine this stanley tucci eating pasta and I would be like, yeah, sold. Yeah. yeah. It was a very easy sell, I'm sure. Uh, also, what's a very easy sell is Christina Aguilera in this burlesque oh. cop uniform. Yeah. So the tough lover scene where Allie, you know, starts to use her vocals. This scene is burned into my memory. Uh, so good. I love the look. It's just a simple little black leather getup with the hat. And it just it works so with with it works so well with the performance, and I'll never forget the moment I heard Ali start singing that song. Ooh. Yeah, I also love it because it fit it fits the whole look and vibe they're going for. But it's so simple 
that mm-hmm. it lets her performance and her voice shine. Yeah. Like, it's not because most burlesque outfits are made to be stared at. This one mm-hmm. is very subdued and lets her shine as a performer. Yeah, that's true. And there's also, you know, she has other two performers with her, but she really stands out and, you know, she it's tough lover. So I'm guessing it's like leather and like law enforcement's supposed to be tough, but it gives her just enough room to really like shine. So, you know, props to Michael Kaplan, one of the best. I'm sure that's definitely what he was thinking as he created it. Absolutely. And then we go into like all of our montages of different alley moments and the one we're talking about now is one of my favorites. It's the, but I'm a good girl look. Um, and it's lots of feathers and very kind of, you know, white, pearly. And Michael Kaplan said about this look, that's a costume from a number called I'm a good girl. I want Christina to kind of look like a dessert. There's feathers, there's satin, and she's all pink and peach and adorable, like some kind of sorbet. <laughs> That's a great behind the uh, costume achi- fact. <laughs> it is a great, it is a great fact. He achieved uh, what he was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yes. <laughs> just That's exactly pink. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, love this montage because it's just filled with like fantastic look after fantastic look. Yeah. It's so fun. I love the pink lighting and it, it gives you dessert is such a good way to put it. She just looks so great. And I love the way that the feathers move around her hips for this uh, number. It's a lot of fun. And her new blonde bob look is such a... That's killer on her. Uh, All right. More costumes. Then we have... Uh oh, <laughs> we have I... Kristen Bell as her character Nikki when she performs Long John Blues. I was so confused because I did not know Kristen Bell was in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nikki plays the evil character in ways, which was shocking. <laughs> and she's wearing this all black number, and it looks hot, hot. Oh, it looks so good. She looks incredible in this scene. Yeah. Um, she's supposed <laughs> to be the competitor for Allie. And she she really does it. My favorite scene in this film. Well, I have several. But one of my favorite is the share scene where she's snapping at Nikki. And she's like, I'm about to lose the only thing that means anything to me. I have more to worry about than try to keep you from pouring tequila in your Cheerios. <laughs> and Nikki smashes Cher's window. That's a yeah. solid, solid moment. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Yeah, I like Nikki like confused me so much because I'm just like not used to Kristen Bell being mean. I'm like, no, you're like, you're nice. (laughs) It's such a good little look, though. The black uh, lingerie look. Uh, But another fan favorite I've noticed through the years is the guy what takes his time moment where Allie is in all pearls until she's wearing nothing at all. And I love this look, especially because this feels like a look that, um, you know, takes us back to a different period, I would say, like Michael was talking about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's definitely like a like golden age of Hollywood, Mm -hmm. like over the top look. And I love it. I also love how like the dancers around her compliment her because it is it's so old Hollywood and then they also look very old Hollywood so it kind of just like complements the whole aesthetic 
Yeah, I was thinking a little bit like Mae West, maybe. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a reach, but that's what I was saying. And she looks amazing. I forgot that she like loses her costume toward the end. I just rewatched it the other night and was like, damn. <laughs> I was surprised they went that far because I, I, it's, it's a PG-13 movie, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. And then we have another favorite express. This one's a lot of fun because we have the famous bra that has the black hands uh, covering most of the bra. And I people reference this costume all the time and. I guess, to burlesque community. <laughs> so, like, I've seen this look before, and I had no idea it was from this movie. Yeah. I saw it, and I was like, oh, because, like, I've seen this picture of Christina Aguilera with, like, her hair in the bowler hat, and she's, like, looking to the side. And, like, I think I just assumed it was, like, from one of her music videos. I didn't know it was from burlesque. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's definitely, it kind of is giving me Chicago vibes at this moment, too, which I'd mm-hmm. love to do at some point. Uh, Michael Kaplan actually talked about this scene in particular since, since it's such a favorite. He said, uh, all of the costumes in this dance number have a little bit of surrealism in them. That was kind of my departure point. And other costumes have a little bit of Man Ray. She has beaded hands on her breast and a set of hands on her butt. So there was some humor, some sexiness. There's also a skirt made of just garter belts that moves wildly with the dancer. It was a lot of fun to do that one. It was one of my favorites. And it was fun. It was a fun number. Yeah. I I know a lot of people who are like, that is my favorite song. Not mine in particular, but I love that costume. Yeah. No, it's a great one. Also, oh, this was sad. <laughs> <laughs> My, I think my favorite song, the song that I listen to the most is You Haven't Seen The Last Of Me by Cher. It's just like the moment where Cher gets to be Cher for a whole a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, she looks so elegant and it's like very simple and you're like, yes, let Cher be Cher. That's yeah. what this outfit is made for. She gets a show off her vocals. Uh, Michael talked about Cher's working outfits because most of the time you see Tess walking around in just simple, black, elegant yeah. Cher looks, you know, because she's she owns the club and she performs that first number. But at the end of the day, she's making sure that this thing is running as best as it can be because otherwise she's going to lose the club. Um Michael said about Cher's working outfits, when she's in a club, she doesn't wear pure clothes. She's just Tess running her club with her beautiful blue-black hair. I wanted Cher to have her own color, and I felt the character Tess should be in black. That was her color. Cher always puts her imprint on everything she was wearing. I'd put clothes in her room every day, and she'd walk out combining them in different ways than I thought she would. Cher and her character Tess are not that unalike. Both are show business troopers. Yeah. And that doesn't shock me at all. I love that he was like, all right, Cher, here are your clothes. And she just was like, yep, I'll be wearing this, this, and this. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, probably, I imagine super nerve-wracking, but probably super easy because he just filled her room up with black clothes and she was like, all right. Yeah. And I mean, she'd been in she'd been in the industry for how many decades at this point? All of them. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you can trust her. You can trust her. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> he has uh, so many other costumes to worry about. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Tess Cher kills it in this performance. Um, another favorite performance is the Bound to You number, where we have 
uh, Allie performing in this lime green off the shoulder dress at the same time as we get these cut scenes with Allie and Jack like rolling around in bed for like the longest two and a half minutes of my life. <laughs> oh gosh, this. A, I love this look. And it was another one of those looks I knew, but I just thought it was like a Christina Aguilera look. I didn't know it was a burlesque look. She looks so good. She looks so good. Um, no, I like it because it's simple. It's like very romantic and her and Jack are falling in love. Yeah, it's hard to watch her and Jack like rolling in bed, taking photos of each other. And Allie's like taking off the pantyhose over and over. Ugh, cringy. <laughs> but um, yeah, that green look, that one's like burned into my memory. The structure of the drape on the bodice mm -hmm. is so strong. And I just, you know, I don't know how it's being held together, uh, but it's beautiful. And the fabric just hits so perfectly in the lighting. I imagine Michael Kaplan must have been like so proud of this look in particular. Oh, absolutely. I bet it's one of Christina Aguilera's favorites too. She just looks incredible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we're getting down to the end. So of course we're going to go out with over the top costumes and we're talking about the final number. Show me how you burlesque. And what a finale, Elizabeth. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> this is one of those images that whether or not you've seen burlesque, if you're interested in costumes, you know, you know this dress. Yeah. How is this not nominated for an Oscar? It makes well probably know. because no one watched it at the time. But yeah. it's a fan favorite and it'll be watched forever. Um Michael talked about the final number. He said uh, that's Christina in the finale wearing a costume I made of gold chains. All the costumes on all the dancers in this number, and there were quite a few, were made of gold chains, all handmade and linked together. Link by link, gold chains is Swarovski crystals. Um, that sounds a lot. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. Uh, he goes even further to say, I invited Swarovski to see the finale of the movie. I guess she loved what she saw because she said she was very moved. And a few days later, she called and asked me if I would design a line of jewelry for Swarovski, which I just completed. So, hello. We got a little brand deal out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, it, rightfully so, this final number is like stunning. It is stunning. It's so good. Just all the numbers, the gold chains, the linking of the chains. It's really beautiful. And it gives so much movement. I wonder if it's mm -hmm. heavy. I don't know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's just such a good number with all the gold, the lights, the burlesque letters in the background. Mm -hmm. Allie just really pops. Absolutely. Spencer. Elizabeth. Are you ready to play our favorite game? I'm very ready. Let's do it. Hit it, Daniel. The one costume to rule them all. Spencer, what is your one costume to rule them all? Uh, this one was actually difficult for me because I love all of them. So I decided to just go back to a classic, which is just Tess's working outfits. I just love seeing Cher walk around in the all black. It just feels like, I don't know, just a ethereal goddess walking around set in this all black look. Her hair is looking right. And it's just a simple costume. I just feel like that's a good 
place for me to sit because I love all the costumes. So I'll just fall back with good old Tess, just being Tess. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. And I went in a similar direction. I love Tessa's first look, her first oh. burlesque performance look. Um, cause I think it really is like one of the, the iconic look from this. Like I knew it was a burlesque look before I even watched the movie. It suits Cher perfectly. And like, really, I feel like represents what he was trying to do with the entire film. Oh man. Yeah. It's definitely a good one. Um, and actually Elizabeth, we have a little bit of audience participation for this week's one costume roll them all. I know. And I think you'd be happy to know that the audience seems to agree with you. Yes. Um, our first, I know, I was like, come on, everyone's agreeing with Elizabeth. Um, so our good friend Jazz at Variety, the senior artisans editor, actually says that her favorite costume is Cher's welcome to welcome to burlesque look. So you have yes. a whole senior editor at Variety yes. on your side. Yes, I knew I was right. <laughs> At Priscilla Junk on Instagram says that their favorite look is the lime green bound to you dress. Another fan yeah, favorite. Yeah. Salvador Perez, costume designer of Hocus Pocus 2, amongst many other incredible films and shows, says that his favorite look is the pearls costume that we talked yes, about. Yes, <laughs> that was my second. That was my second choice. I was going in between this look and the pearl look because the pearl look is just so fabulous yeah and knowing salvador perez that is really in line of his personality that pearls look definitely 100 percent um another uh listener said their name is at marcio the strain i'm sorry if i got that wrong their favorite look is welcome to burlesque another yes. one <laughs> uh, at costume frau they they said their favorite look is the green off the shoulder look from Bow to You. So I'm seeing a trend here. Yeah. And our final one is from our good friend Natalie Lucia, who was just on our Empire Strikes Back episode. Her favorite look is the green gown from the Bow to You <laughs> performance. So <laughs> it's either the Bow to You look or the Welcome to Burlesque look. That is the one costume to rule them all this week. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Looks like I was outnumbered this week, but that's okay. I that, agree with all of you. Yes. You definitely should have gone with shares. Welcome to Burlesque Look, Spencer. Yeah, I feel I think, stupid now. <laughs> I think that was, that was the choice. <laughs> but if you would also like to let us know what your one costume to rule them all from Burlesque is, you can leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826 or email us at theartofcostumeblogcast at gmail.com. Yes. And Elizabeth, I'm so excited to say that our Burlesque Cabaret Pride Month is getting even spicier because next yes. week we're watching perhaps one of the spiciest films of all time. <laughs> Next week, we are watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yay! I'm so stoked. <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. This is a great This is a great movie. It is. Actually, we had a different film in mind at first, and we swapped this one in. And when Elizabeth was like, we should do Rocky Horror, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Actually, that, yeah. that's it. That's the one. <laughs> I don't want to wait till Halloween to do it. So let's no. just do it now. So excited. Can't wait. Uh, 
If you would like some content from us in between episodes, you can visit us at the Art of Costume Pod on Instagram, uh, on TikTok at the Art of Costume. If you need a little merch, it's getting hot. It's about to, it's summer. It's it's summer. What am I talking about? It was like yeah. 97 yesterday. Yeah, I'm sweating right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you just need like a little t-shirt. You can head over to the artofcostume.com slash pod store and get some merch. And if you liked what you heard, if you could leave us a little five-star text review on Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. And with that... Thank you all for listening. This was a fun episode, Elizabeth. I feel like I need to go dancing or something. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was in Los Angeles right now so we could go out. Yeah, that'd be fun. Except it's a little too hot right now. But anyways, Clubs <laughs> thank have you all air for listening. Conditioning. <laughs> yeah, burlesque club, I'm sure. <laughs> With that, thank you all so much for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. so good like spencer yeah oh i thought you were frozen sorry no i was just listening (laughs) i looked over and you were so still and you're still wearing those sunglasses so like i couldn't tell um